to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. All right, 1 John chapter 2, are you there? Look at verse 20. It says, but you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know how many things? All things. Now, the word unction here is actually anointing, so you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Verse 27, but the unction or the anointing which you have received of him abides in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you all things and is truth and is no lie, and even as it has taught you, you shall abide where? in him. Now notice here it's talking about the anointing of God and we've been talking about the spirit of God and the anointing of God. First of all, it tells you you have an anointing. Say, I have an anointing. Say, I really do have an anointing. Now notice, the anointing will abide on the inside of you. In other words, it lives on the inside of you. But there's a condition here also where you need to learn to abide in the anointing. In other words, you need to live an anointed life. You need to live a kingdom life of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Just because somebody's born again and has the Spirit of God on the inside of them does not mean they're abiding in the anointing. They may not even know they have the anointing. Many people don't even know that God lives on the inside of them. They believe he lives in a building or in a box. But he lives on the inside of you this morning. Say, God lives in me this morning. That just makes you feel good, don't it, when you say that? Praise God. Hallelujah. So notice, just because you have a hammer doesn't mean you're a carpenter. Just because you have a wrench doesn't make you a plumber. Are you following me? Just because you have the anointing don't mean you're a spiritual person who's operated in the anointing of God that God wants you to. So there's a way that you need to learn to abide or live in the anointing of God that's on the inside of you and make sure that you're in agreement with that in order to be able to not only live in victory in your own life, but to set other captives free. How many know there's a few captives left in the world? You can't run short of them, praise God. They're everywhere. So we want to be in a position to, to use the power that we have on the inside of us to set people free any time of the day, day or night. Not just two hours on Sunday, not just an hour on Wednesday, but every single day we need to abide in the Spirit of God and in the anointing of God that we have. All right, go to Ephesians chapter 1. Say, I have, I have the anointing. You're really fortunate in the time you're living now because you go back about 50 years and only the pastors had the anointing. Right. At least that's what everybody thought and everybody in the pew out there had to depend on the pastor for everything because he's the only one with the Spirit of God and the anointing. Well, that has changed. Thank God. Yes. Glory to God. All right, Ephesians chapter 1, look at verse 17. This would be a good daily prayer for you if you wanted to. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding, being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches of his glory, of the inheritance of his saints. Look at verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who do what? I believe. Now notice, he wants you to give a revelation of the exceeding greatness of his power. Now if he just said power there, I'd have been happy. But he said, exceeding greatness of his power to those that do what? Believe. Believe. So he wants you to understand the power and the ability that you have on the inside of you. And by putting faith in that power and ability on the inside of you, it releases the power and the ability on the inside of you. Are you following? Wednesday night we talked about uh, the, the woman with the issue of blood who basically reached and touched the hem of the garment. And when she did, because she was in faith, she drew the 
anointing out of Jesus into her life and set her basically free. And then he looked at her and didn't say, my anointing made you whole. He said, your faith. Why is that? Because he always had the anointing. He had the anointing when everybody else was bumping into him, running into him, screaming at him, tearing at him. They got nothing. But somebody showed up who believed, say believed. And when she believed in that anointing, it was on the inside. He said, virtue. Oh, my God, yes. Thank you, Lord. Virtue flowed out of him. Say virtue. Virtue. Flowed out of him. You know why it flowed out of him? Because it was in him. Now, you have an anointing in you, and that same anointing will flow out of you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Say, well, I never felt that. Well, you've probably never used it, number one. And sometimes you feel it when it flows out, and sometimes you don't. But there's power on the inside of you. And when you hook up with faith in the Word of God and release that, sometimes you can feel the flow out of the inside of you. Sometimes you're just going to have to believe the Word. Is there anything more terrible than that? We're supposed to believe the Word. Even though we don't feel it or see it, we're supposed to believe this darn Word. Well, the Bible already says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's the only word that you need, basically, to know there's something in you that will flow out of the inside of you. So he wants you to know about the greatness of the power you have in here, the power that's... But yet, in the natural realm, we put more greatness exceeding on things out here than we do what we have in here. And whatever you do, once again, you will not activate what you don't believe you have in the spirit realm. So if I believe I have exceeding greatness anointing on the inside of me, then I will activate the exceeding great anointment on the inside of me. Are you following me? And if I don't believe I have the anointing, how many know you'll never access it? Uh, if I don't know that he's, he's meeting all my needs according to his riches and glory, I'll never activate it. If I don't know that I'm healed by his stripes, I'll never activate it. So I've got to come to a place where I activate it by believing what's already been given to me. And the reason why people get mad at God is because they believe he's not doing what they're asking him to do. And the reason why he's not doing it is because he already did it. I don't know why God won't heal me. Well, I wonder why God didn't save people for a long time till I found out salvation was already provided for everybody. And the only person keeping me from God was me. They never told me that. They said I was a rat fink, dirty, stinking thing that God didn't want to leave in heaven at all. And if I snuck in the back door sometime, I was going to get in there. And hopefully it was a time when I just went to confession and repented because after that I already screwed up and I was going to hell again anyway. And I was so confused. I didn't know what to do. But then the Bible says he's no longer even holding your trespasses against you. And not only me, but the world. Every sinner out there, God's already said, done. And what's he say? Would you please be reconciled to me? See, now the church goes around and beats people over the head, don't they? Oh, you've sinned so much. Well, we'll pray the sinner's prayer, but as much as you've done wrong, there's a slight chance you may not get in, praise God. We don't understand. He's already taken care of that stuff on the cross. While you were yet sinners, he died for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So on the inside of me is what? An anointing in there that I want to learn to release. I want to learn to live in. Say live in. Notice, in the Old Testament, in, in Isaiah, it says, the anointing will come in a certain day, and what will it do? It'll break every yoke and every, every burden. So if this anointing is being sent to break every yoke and burden, and it's already been sent, and you have the anointing, it's ridiculous to live with the anointing and a, and a burden. Come on now. It's ridiculous to have the anointing and a bondage in your life. If it's here to break the bondage and you have what it takes to break the bondage off your life, why not use the, what you've got to break the bondage off your life and you can live in the anointing and not break? Are you following me? Yeah. So it's ridiculous to have both things. Yeah. So we've got an anointing, but we need to put more faith in the anointing we have rather than the bondage. Right. Here, there we are, aren't we? We're, we're in a tough spot here, aren't we now? 
See, because my arm, my arm and my sniffles hurt this morning a little bit. And they're there. And I know the word says I'm healed, but I don't feel very healed this morning. But the word says I'm healed. But See, now you're going to have to make up your mind, aren't you? What are you going to put faith in? You're going to put faith in the ability on you. The Bible says the spirit of God is on the inside of you to quick and make alive and strengthen your mortal body. I mean, you've got better than a battery in you. They show that bunny going energizer. Let me tell you, he's not even close to what's on the inside of you. Praise God. There's an energized Holy Ghost on the inside of us. So the more faith we put in that Holy Ghost that we got, and the more trust we put in him, the more these things out here will get smaller, 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 smaller. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Go to Romans chapter 4. Abide in the anointing. I want to abide in the anointing. I want to do it all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I just don't want to do it on Sundays. I don't want to do it when things are gone just good. I don't want to do it when things are gone bad. I'll tell you, it's almost easier for you to live in the anointing when things are gone bad because that's the time you actually press into God. <laughs> if things are gone good, why should I press into God? Everything's gone good, praise God. I don't need nothing. But when something hits your life, all at once we get real spiritual. Come on, they had, they had all kind of a prayer meetings before 9-11 and nobody showed up. But after those two things knocked down the building, you couldn't even get in a prayer meeting after that. Why? Because people aren't spirit-led, they're fear-driven. Well, that was good right there. I hope you liked that. Thank you. You got a t-shirt? I'll put it on a t-shirt, yeah. Yeah, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, Romans chapter 4. Oh, let's start in verse 17. As it is written to Abraham, I have made thee the father of many nations before him whom he believes, even God who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. That's what God spoke to him. According to the word spoken, so shall thy seed be. And be not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded what he had promised he was able to perform. Now, this is pretty interesting. First of all, it talks about giving glory to God. Say, giving glory to God. So here we see that giving glory to God is more than just saying glory, 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 glory to God. Notice, he did it by doing what? He did it basically by being fully persuaded of the promise of God so God could do it. Well, how did he do that? Notice what he did. He considered not. Say, considered not. He didn't consider his body. He didn't consider his wife barrenness. Now, let me ask you a question. Was he old? Was she barren? But what did he do? He didn't deny it. You better listen this morning. He didn't deny it. He just did not consider it. I'm not sick. I'm not poor. I'm not broke. Yes, you are. Faith is not denying what you have. It's calling those things that be not as though they are, not the things that are as though they aren't. I don't know if I can. See? And the whole church wants to deny it. Uh, i got to paint him out. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. Yes, you are. But you've got to get the promise to a place where you're considering the promise of healing more than what's in your physical body. Denying it doesn't do any good. Denying it ain't going to help you. Now, you don't want to talk about it all the time because the more you talk about and think about anything, it gets bigger. 
It's called your imagination that magnifies things in your life. So basically, how, how did he please God? He, he believed the promise that he was going to be the father of many nations, and he considered the promise more than he considered how old he was, right. see, and more how wife, wife was barren. So basically, he called those things that didn't seem like they were as though they were. Why? Because God promised them. Are you following me? He did not deny what he already had, which wasn't going to do any good because denial won't run things out of your life. Are you following me? So the church for years has been denying things. And all you need to do is become fully persuaded. You need to call those things that be not as though they are, not the things that are as though they're not. And when you do that, you hook up the anointing of God. You abide in the anointing of God. And basically the spirit of God gets free reign and he's Lord in your life. Praise God. So what am I going to do? I'm going to stay on the word of God. And as I do that, I'm releasing the anointing or allowing the spirit of God to do in my life what needs to be done in my life. Now, here we go. You're a physical person. You live in a physical body. But how many know you're a spirit being? So basically, you are tied more to the real world, which is the spirit world, than you are this natural world, where we're stuck looking around and everything else. In this natural realm, Jesus came back and restored to mankind and to me all authority. It's given to me again. It's all authority. The devil has no right, his demons have no right to operate in my body because they do not have a body. And if they don't have a body... They can't operate here. Are you following me? Well, the Holy Ghost cannot operate in this earth realm without a body. So who's the body everybody's after? Not somebody, me body. See, they're after me. So now I'm walking in authority. I'm walking in victor. I'm walking in this thing. But the problem is whatever I speak allows the influence of spiritual things in my life. This is why faith is so important. Everything I speak basically it's going to allow the influence of one or the other and I'm not just saying two hours in church on Sunday when we can do it see most Christians don't fill up on the word enough on the word of God to speak by faith all week long see they, they can just do it for two hours that's why the Bible says you've got a tongue it's a fire it's a world of hell in itself and you cannot tame it how many of you tried Come on, everybody's trying to tame their tongue. Well, I'm not going to say that anymore. Well, I'm not going to talk like that. I'm not going to cuss anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. And the first time you got in a high-stress situation, I'll tell you what, you left it go and a mighty river flew out of the inside of you, and you spoke more cuss words in two minutes than you learned in the last 45 years. Well, why is that? Because out of the abundance of your, your mouth. So what's abundant in your heart? So I'm going to put the word in, my, put the word in there. And I'm not going to try to speak in line with God. I'm simply going to speak in line with God because it's abundant in my heart. And that's the way I think and talk. So I'm always talking in line with God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, pray always. Give me a break. I got a life here. I got to work. I can't pray always. Well, whether you know it or not, you are. See, you're to- how many of you talking all day long? Let me, let me make it easy. How many of you women are talking all day long? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's wrong. It depends what's coming out. See, but every word you speak has an influence. You can come to a place to where getting ahead of myself, but I'm going to go there. You can come to a place where the Spirit of God just continually speaks through you on a daily basis. He'll speak through you in the church. He'll speak through you to brothers and sisters. Now, now watch this. 
And I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying there's a place you can come to, okay? You can come to a place to where when you speak a word of prophecy, you no longer have to say, and I hear God saying. And I hear the Spirit of God saying. Why? Because you're just so full, you're naturally saying what the Spirit is saying by the Spirit on the inside of you. Are you following me? I mean, you know that Jesus spoke nothing but the words of the Father. But he never said, I hear the Father saying. Father says. Why? Because he just naturally spoke. Are you following me? What the Father, there's nothing wrong with saying, I hear the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost says, I'm not saying that. But I'm telling you, you can come to a place where you get so full of the Word of God and the wisdom of God and the knowledge of God and the ways of God that it'll just flow out of you all the time. You'll speak that way all the time. And when you hear something contrary to the Word of God, you will be able to detect that. And even if you say something, you will get hit in the heart and you simply repent. You don't have to do 40 years of penance. You don't have to fast for 40 weeks after doing it. Simply confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness, praise God. So what do I want to do? I'm going to have to come to a place to where I watch what comes out of my mouth. Because right now, you can see the enemy, if you're any spiritually minded at all, what he's doing and his number one weapon right now in this country and in the whole world is simply division. He wants to divide. Why? Because James says in, in strife there is every evil work. So he's separating the mask, the non-mask, the vaccine, the not vaccine, the black, the white, the Hispanic, the white, the Hispanic, the black, the tall, the short, the fat, the skinny. They're trying to divide. Why are they trying to divide and bring division? Because it causes strife. What does strife do? Allows every evil work to flow in some place. And you can get in strife right now with not even knowing it. You know why? Because you're right. I don't care if I'm in strife or not. I'm right. As long as I'm right, that's all that matters, praise God. I'm going to let everybody know that I'm right or wrong. No, you've got to stay out of this strife stuff. I mean, if you watch an hour of the news, you need to read the Bible for four hours. Come on, just to make up the difference. Because let's say you go on social media, there it is. You turn on the TV, there it is. You turn on the radio, there it is. You go by a sign, there it is. It's everywhere. But the only place we get our information is right here, praise God. This is the only information we got. So our little cookie cutter, two prayers in the morning, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and out the door, is not going to be enough. Are you following me? Whatever's abundant in your heart, you'll speak. Well, how do I know what's abundant in my heart? Tape yourself. Just push play record. Put it in your pocket and walk around for the day, then go back and see. Well, I don't feel good today. I'm sick as a dog today. My God, I've never been this sick before in my life. But Jesus heals all. Uh -oh. By my stripes, I'm healed. But I'll tell you what, I'm sick. I... See what I mean? It's, it's not just, a, and confession is good, but it's got to be a continual. It's just not a churchy confession. It's a constant confession that comes out of your mouth of abundance, comes out of your mouth of health, comes out of your mouth of peace, comes out of your mouth of joy, comes out of your mouth of power, and when it continually comes out of the inside of you, pretty soon it's just in there. You don't have to dig around when you need a scripture. Let's see a symptom hit me. Which one do I need here? Pull out of here. No, they're already in there, and they come out. It's like it knocks down how many fiery darts, Faith? Every fiery dart that knocks them down, praise God. So notice, what we're saying is influencing spirits around you, you know, it was touched on Wednesday night, I think, where he said that, you know, the words, the angels even respond to our words. Yes. Well, how many, you know, you, you probably like to have the help of the angels. Yes. See? And when we talk counteractive to God, then the angels basically can't do nothing. Yes. You see? Well, I'm just going broken. It's not working and blah, 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 blah. And I'll tell you what, the devil is very good at making sure that you don't keep your mouth lined up with God and his word. Right. 
I mean, you get a pain in your arm, I'll tell you what, he shows up with a flip chart every single time. Bursitis. God, that could be it. Here, let me look it up on the Internet. Look it up. Now I got 58 diseases could be in my arm. And then you run into somebody walking down the street and, and only got one arm. They'll say, I had the same thing you did. My arm fell off. You say, oh, my God. Oh, my Jesus. Come on, why does he do that? He's trying to drill you and drill you and drill you and drill you. And Well, we're behind on our mortgage. You run into somebody, oh, we're behind on our mortgage. Oh, we were behind on our mortgage. How'd you get out? We just foreclosed. Oh, well, thank you for your encouragement. See, he'll bring somebody by you that has the same problem, only it turned out worse and worse and worse. And what happens is, through our words, words paint pictures. I'm not really getting very any here, but we're going to do whatever. Words paint pictures. So if you close your eyes and I got a new dog and I say big dog, black dog, loud dog, you can see the dog, basically. Well, the words that you speak on a daily basis are painting pictures in your imagination so that you see yourself in a certain way. If you see yourself as, I'm no good, I'm a sinner, well, you're painting pictures with that. You see, there's a sinner, there's a loser, there's a, and as you do that, it paints it in your imagination. Say, my imagination. Now, your imagination is the gateway from the natural realm into the spirit realm. How many know your imagination can go anywhere? Physically, you can't go anywhere, but man, your imagination can go, you can, go, you can close your eyes and, and pray in the Holy Ghost and be a millionaire like in three minutes, even though you ain't got any money. Because he went there in your imagination. Are you following me? So when you start to see yourself healed, start to see yourself delivered, start to see yourself prosperous, start to see yourself, you will start to talk the way that you believe you are in your imagination. And why is that? Because the Holy Ghost wants to show you things to so what does the Holy Ghost do with the Word? If you're sick and you get born again and you're in the Word of God, the Holy Ghost is going to show you that you can move into health land. So you're no longer seeing yourself sick and down and out anymore. You're starting to see yourself in health land. He's showing you things to come that are available to you. So the more I paint that picture on the inside, pretty soon one day all at once it dawns on me, my God, I've been healed all the time by the stripes of Jesus, praise God. And I start to rejoice. Even though I don't look any better. What happened? He painted the picture for you. He showed you things to come. Now let's go the other way. You know what demon spirits want to do? They want to show you things to come. Broke? They want to show you broker. Broke-est. They want you to see you losing your car, your house, your shoes, your socks, everything, praise God, before it's over with. Why? So you talk like that, believe like that, and allow demonic spirits to go to work in your life in that area to mess you up. Are you following me? So it makes a difference what you see. That may be why he put that scripture in there that says, cast down every thought and imagination that exalts itself against the... See, that just wasn't to fill out a chapter in 2 Corinthians 10. It was because it's happening. And notice it just doesn't say, it says your thoughts and your imaginations because your imaginations are a powerful thing. You know, we went out to eat years ago and, and I was teaching on faith a little bit and some... Guy came up who was waiting on us, and he was there, and he said, yeah, I gotta, how you doing? I've got to be at work today. I don't feel good at all. And I said, well, what's the matter? He said, I'm horribly sick. I thought, well, dear God, just get sick. <laughs> just get sort of sick. You don't have to be horribly sick. See? So where did the word horribly come from? He didn't feel good. He was sick. And then here comes the devil. Now he's terribly sick. And now he got to horribly sick. See, you can go in either direction that you want to with your finances, with your life, with your power, with anything else, basically by what he can do and you can do through the Word of God. So if I continue to talk about 
debt, continually talk about owing money, continually talk about not feeling good, continually talk about being sick. You're allowing every demon spirit to come in and try to do something. Are you following me? In your life to carry that out, praise God. The Bible says you can have what you say. Have the faith of God. So verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto his mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he I just don't know why God don't help me. I've prayed and prayed. I've prayed I'm blessed. Well, then you talk curse for the next six days and uh, 22 hours. See, it's a continual thing. This isn't a life that you practice. This isn't, this isn't a, a, a baby kind of life. This is a life. Whole lifetime. Every day makes a difference to you. The Bible says the victory is where? It's not in, it's not in heaven. A righteous man, don't talk that way. You don't talk like it's down in hell and Jesus got to be raised again. No, your victory is the word in your mouth and in your heart. That is a word of faith that a righteous man lives by. So if I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God and his, then I'm going to have to have the word in my heart and in my mouth. And when I do that, simply all these things will be, I won't have to get them. I won't have to plead for them. They simply just chase me down everywhere I go because you've released the anointing of the Holy Ghost and the angels and everybody else in your life, and they're chasing you down to bless you in every single area of your life. But it first depends on what's coming out of here. So you are, you are handling the influence of that in your life with what comes out your mouth. Hallelujah. All right, go to 1 John chapter 4. And I'll tell you right now, God has not given you the spirit of. So if you're talking fear, how many know you're dealing with the wrong spirit? He's given you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Praise God. All right, 1 John chapter 4. Look at verse 6. It says, We are of God. How many know you're of God? He that knows God hears us. He that is not of God hears us not. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of what? Say the spirit of truth. Say the spirit of error. Now here it's talking about two different spirits, isn't it? Two different realms, two different influences. You're, there's a spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now we're adding two, you know, even people who walk in sickness, sometimes it's not because they've done something wrong. It's because they're believing wrong. Yes. They're believing in error, which opens a door to error. Sometimes, and with the spirit of truth, when you're walking in truth, how many know the Holy Ghost is involved in that truth and responsible for bringing that truth to pass as you are fully persuaded of that truth? So basically, I want to get more truth. How do I get more truth? Well, the Spirit of God is here to lead you and guide you into all truth. So the more truth I know, the more in the anointing I will flow. Because since I know the truth, it allows the anointing that's already on the inside of me. Remember when he said the disciples go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, lay hands on the sick, cast out the devil. And basically they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with the word with signs and wonders. So why was the Lord working with them? Because they were preaching the word. And he was backing up the word with signs and wonders. Well, it's not just when you're preaching. See, many pastors fall apart because behind the pulpit under the anointing, they can preach the word of God like nobody else. But then when they go back home, 
that stupid congregation. I'm telling you, they're the dumbest people I've ever seen in my life. I don't think they're ever going to grow up. They're all demon-possessed, praise God, and all this stuff. Then they go back behind the pulpit. Welcome, everybody. You look so wonderful today. But see, your words matter behind the pulpit, other pulpit. That's why if you're not in a position to do what you're preaching, you better shut up. See what I mean? Because it's harder for you because you're telling everybody. You know? You know? Getting really quiet in here. I like that. So notice there's air, and air causes unbelief, don't it? And I'll tell you, fear, worry, and unbelief are triplets. They hang around together. They hang around in your life. They want to get in your mouth, and they want you to speak that stuff out of your mouth. So whatever's in your heart and in your mouth will make a difference in your life. So basically, we are praying always. Say always. See, I just thought during my prayer time, what mattered was my prayers during my prayer time. So in 15 minutes, I could quote the scriptures. Thank God I'm healed. Thank God I'm blessed. Oh, it's so good. Praise God. We love you. And then I'd go out and back to work and talk any way I want to talk. How you doing? Well, we're not doing too good. We're a little short of money this, this week and uh, haven't felt that good. I think I got bursitis in my knee and this and that. And then back into the prayer room. Thank God I'm healed. Thank God I'm blessed. Thank God I'm... Because we think, I guess we think he only listens when we're praying. Are they praying down there? Yeah. Let me listen to them. They done? All right, I'm going to go over here. And notice, all these things are not because God's either cursing you or blessing you. It's a result of what you do. It's not even a reward. The reward that God gives you is a result you do for obeying God's word and doing it. You get a result, praise God. And that result in the word of God, anything you obey in the word of God, there's a result to it. How many of you know that? Anything you disobey, how many of you know there's a result to it? There's laws in the Bible for you to live in the kingdom of God, and you've got to live according to those laws, just like in the natural, or you get in trouble. If, if, you're, if you're in debt, you can't say that God told me to rob a bank. Do it and then wonder up why you ended up in jail. It's a law, isn't it? And you're going to go to jail. Well, God told me. And they drag you away. You go along. No. God doesn't tell you that stuff. You see? It doesn't work like that, praise God. So we want to follow God's laws to a T. And one of the laws is there's life and death in the power of what? Of your tongue, praise God. And there's spirits out there. Some are spirits of air. Some are spirits of unbelief. Some are spirits of fear. And we've got the spirit of God and the angels over here. But you, you cannot blame which one's operating in your life because you are licensing them to do it in your life. You are the one licensing it. Are you following me? So it's very important what comes out of our mouth, isn't it? it I tell you what a killer is, anointing killer is complaining. You might as well just stick a pin in that balloon and just lose everything, praise God just no good. You look at the Bible, every time they complain, man, some, one time they got bit by snakes. What was, that a, what was that a sign of? They were allowing demonic spirits into their life and they got bit by serpents, which are the devil. What were they doing? Complaining. And it don't take long. You know, they're through the Red Sea. They got the tambourines out. Woo, 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 woo. Whoop, woo, woo. Jesus is low. God, do, do. Two days later, we ain't got any food and water. One day gonna go put their tambourines away and started complaining all at once they got bit by serpents, see? So it's not just an up and down thing. There's a lot of Christians who live up and down. Well, one time you got the Holy Ghost working, the next time you got demon spirits working. Make up your mind who you want on your side. So you're, you're going to be, you're going to say stuff in line. You're not going to talk sickness. Whatever you talk, you'll have plenty of. And that's why people say, you know, come to me and I'll pray for people who don't really know the word. And I'll say, now you, you just need to know that Jesus healed you. I showed it in the Bible 2,000 years ago. And you need to say, by the stripes of Jesus, I've been healed. Well, I ain't going to say that. Well, then you ain't going to have that. Because if you still you believe you're sick, what good is it me to do to lay hands on you? And you walk away and say, I'm sick anyway. I mean, I just wasted my time. And then i got to wonder if i got an anointing. 
See, that's where the doubts, and, and you get in that stage, the devil will help you out with that. He'll tell you, you never had any power, that pastor's a liar, there's no such thing as the anointing, the preacher's the only one that got it, and you can't do nothing, praise God, hallelujah. What's he doing? He's always coming against your mind. That's why the battle's up here again, isn't it? All right, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I found in the early stage of my ministry that there was, a, there was one guy who was very close to me. We're not quite that close, but we still know each other anymore, and that's Jeff Thomas. Some of you know him. But when I first started in the ministry, we were in situations where things weren't exactly going just like you'd think they would go when you got in the ministry, which was a shock. In those times, I didn't share it hardly with anybody in the church, didn't even sometimes share it with my wife, but I went to him because I knew he would not let me get on the wrong side. Amen. Are you following me? So I tell him the situation, do whatever, and of course he had 42 jokes to start out about the whole situation to begin with. I mean, <laughs> you're supposed to be serious. He wasn't serious. He just That's just the way he was, you know. But it was somebody who kept me on the level. So you, you don't have to tell everybody about your problems. Because most of the time, they'll go tell everybody else about your problems. And pretty soon, your problem has escalated to 45 people rather than just being you. So I learned to fight with him or fight my own battles. You see? You'll never see me get up behind the pulpit and say, Well, oh, you just owe so much money at the church now. We're not going to make it. We'll be selling signed copies of the book for $400,000 this week. <laughs> Come and get yours now. We'll take $10 a week for 52 years. I'm not going to do it that way because I already know. He said, he put me in this ministry, man. He said he'd supply for me. He'll supply for me. I don't care how he, how's he going to do it? Who cares? Not my problem. I didn't say it. He did. So I put pressure on him. Hey, you said. You said people would actually show up that wanted to hear the word of God. You said these weirdos would come out of the woodwork and I wasn't going to attack them. You said. So what did I have to do? I had to stay on the word. I had to become fully persuaded. And the more you practice this and the more you do it, the more fully persuaded you get. And pretty soon you're not thinking about your finances anymore. You're just thinking about what to do with what's coming in, praise God, because you want to be faithful to God. You're not thinking about your body that much because when a pain hits you, you know what to do now. Oh, stand to get out of my What do you think you are? You're out of your freaking mind. You know what's going on here. I'm healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Get out of here, you crazy fruitcake, you. Or you can call somebody and say, oh, I'm a pastor of a Holy Ghost church, and I don't know if I'm going to make it or not through this week. How's your church doing? Oh, mine's doing just as bad. Oh, good. Could we have lunch together? So they have lunch. They spend the whole time talking about their worries, cares, and woes, praise God. We've got to get on the raised and seated victory side. Come on, we don't even fight to overcome. We fight because we've already overcome. We don't fight to get the victory. We fight because we have the victory according to the word of God. So we're going to walk by faith, not by hope. We're going to walk in what God's word has said. Praise God. All right, 2 Corinthians 4. Look at verse 13. 
looked at this Wednesday. We having the same spirit of faith. How many know the spirit of faith is the Holy Ghost? According to as is written, I believed, and therefore what happened? Have I spoken? So that's how the Holy Ghost works. So notice what it says. We also believe, and therefore we speak. So what's he saying again? Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. That's the way the Holy Ghost. Notice, if I was God, I'd have walked out in Genesis chapter 1 and said, my God, is it dark out here? And you know what it would have been? Dark. I would have said, whoo, it's dark out here. How many know? And he just said, let there be. And what happened? The Spirit of God who was hovering over the earth got involved. He took that darkness. He squashed it. The light came in and there it was, praise God. And everything he said, praise God, the Holy Ghost backed up. See? So you can't look at things as they are and continue to talk as they are or deny as they are. You just need to get the Word of God in you to a place where you know that the Word of God is bigger and more has more power than the other. All right, let's go. Uh, let's do one more. Go to Psalm 37. That'll be good. I remember Kenny Copeland. I was listening to one of his tapes years ago, and Kenny Copeland said they. Uh, Went to one of Brother Kenneth Hagin's meetings, and they were taught on faith for like six straight weeks, and they got done, and they went back home and everything like that. And, of course, Kenneth Hagin talked on Mark 11, 24, I think every time he opened the Bible, basically. You know, have faith in God. Whatsoever comes out of your mouth, you say you'll have or whatever. So they got back home then, and Kenny was working at the time and stuff like that. And uh, they'd both gone together, so Kenny would come home from work, and he'd said, you know, we got this small apartment, but we're not going to have enough money probably to pay the rent by the end of the month. And his wife said, and I agree with you and believe every word you just said is coming to pass. And he said, boy, I want to slap her. <laughs> He'd come home and say, I know, brand new. I just don't feel good today. I think I'm getting sick. She says, good. I agree with you 100% of what you say is coming to pass. So I'll smack you, praise God. <laughs> what was she doing? She was in a way saying, don't say that. You better go back to the other thing. He said, boy, I wanted to hit that woman, he said. But uh, she was teaching me. He said, every time I said something, she corrected me, and I went back the other way and did it. Praise God. Hallelujah. And they're still together doing pretty well, so I guess it worked out. I don't know. All right, go to Psalm 30, 37, I think we went to. Look at verse 4. This is your victory right here. It says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit your way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to, and he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in their way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. Now notice, verse 4, delight yourself also in the Lord. People say, well, how do I do that? Do I praise? Do I worship? All right, once again, you can substitute things in the Bible. The Word is the Lord, the Lord is the Word. How many of you know that? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. So notice you can put the Word in there. So I'm going to have to delight myself in the Word, and that Word shall give me the desires of my heart. Well, how's the Word going to give me the desires of my heart? Because it's going to affect my imagination to see myself God's way and put the imagination of me being a holy, righteous, powerful, anointed person in my heart. So now I have a desire in my heart to be those things. Are you following me? And I have the anointing there. Look at verse 5. Commit thy way unto the Word. Say the Word. So I commit my unto the way. Trust in the Word also, and he shall bring it to what? Pass. So this is God's operation. You get anointed. You get born again. How many know when you're born again, your mind's still all messed up? 
No miracle there, praise God. You still don't know anything. So as I started getting in the Word, it started affecting the way I was thinking. It started affecting the way I was talking. It started affecting the way I saw myself and saw other people. I mean, when I first started out, if I'd have walked into church and said, I'm righteous, holy, and blessed, and anointed, I'd have got stoned. And there's some churches you'll get stoned in now. Why? Because they've never used the Word to change the image of who they really are on the inside. The Bible says, as He is, so are we where? In this world. Not after you die to go to heaven. People told me, once you die and go to heaven, you'll be just like him. Well, I didn't want to die, so I guess I didn't want to be like him. <laughs> I mean, if that was my only out, you want, to, you want to live in victory? You want to do anything? Die. Well, how many of you know nobody really looking to die to do that stuff? So it wasn't much fun, praise God. So I thought, well, and then I found out I didn't have to die. I could do it right here because I'd already entered the kingdom of God. I'd already given all things that he's already given me on the inside, the power and the might and everything that I needed. But I had to do a change on the inside of my image, say my image. I had to see myself different. I had to see myself as an anointed pastor. I had to see myself as a powerful pastor. I had to see myself as somebody who got revelation out of the word. Well, I never get revelation. Yeah, I'll believe it. I'm going to agree with you. You never get revelation. I read the Bible, I just don't understand it. I agree with you 100%. You continue to read the Bible, you're not going to get anything. See, the Bible already said the spirit of wisdom and revelation will give it to you if you simply asked. And if you ask, don't ask him 42 times. Ask in faith, believing that he's going to give it to you, praise God. So every time I pick up the Bible, I believe to get something. If it opens up to the maps, I'm going to find something in there that's Holy Ghost-led, praise God. Get it out of there, because God will do it. He'll take one word out of the Bible, and you get a six-week sermon on it, praise God. Hallelujah. Why is that? Because that's what he wants to do. He wants to take you in the right direction, the spirit of truth, show you who you are, show you what you can be on the inside, in your image, how you see yourself makes a difference. Joshua chapter 1 says, don't let the word get out of your mouth. Meditate on it just while you're in church on Sunday. Meditate on my word when? Now, how many know what other time is there? It's going to be hard to find a time not to do it. Pretty much covered it, didn't he? Day and night, what happens if you do that? You will start to observe to do all that is written therein. Then you shall make I thought he was making my way prosperous. No, then you shall make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Why? Because I kept his word in my mouth, meditated on it day and night, and by doing that, I've made my way prosper. See, God's already provided prosperity, but you've got to learn to walk in it. And you can only do that by the anointing of God because everything God does is by His Spirit. Everything. So you can't walk apart from the Spirit of God and expect to get results in your life. So how can two walk together unless they be? So you can't disagree with the Holy Ghost and the Word on everything and expect to walk with God. It don't work that way. Have you ever been around somebody who disagreed with everything you said? Didn't you just want to call them up for lunch again the next day? No, you didn't even want, they're going down one side of the street, you go down the other side of the street. Why? Because you know you're going to get in an argument as soon as you get there about something, praise God. And there's plenty of, plenty of places out there to argue right now. Come on, everybody wants to argue about this or that, that or this. You want to wear a mask, wear the thing. You don't, don't. You want to get the shot, get it. You don't, don't. It's up to you, praise God. Whatever you want to do, everybody's got to make up their own mind. There's no sense getting mad at people. Are you following me? Praise God. So stay out of that strife stuff. You're just, just just hurting yourself. It's getting in your heart. It's going to mess you up before long. If you want to do it, do it. If you don't, don't do it. It's still a free country somewhat. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the Spirit of God's on the inside of you. He wants to take this word. He wants to lead you, and he wants to guide you into all things. Praise God. And that's how ministry works in your life. How many want to minister to others? 
You do, don't you? Everybody in here wants to set somebody. Everybody wants to be able to set somebody for you that they run into or be able to do it. Well, this is the way you do it. You abide in the anointing all the time. And I'll tell you, one of the biggest attacks you'll ever get sometimes for me is when I went to church. On my way to church, for God's sakes. It was like all hell would break loose. The drawbridge was always up. You're already late. The kids are throwing tennis shoes at each other in the back seat. And you get to church waiting to kill the first person you see. And they say, how you doing? And you say, blessed. <laughs> See, it, does, it doesn't take much to get us out, does it, into irritability, into that stuff, praise God. So just catch yourself. Life is short. Walk in joy and peace, praise God. Enjoy every single day that you're alive, glory to God. Because life continues to go on. I mean, look at us. What are we? Less than three months to Christmas. Dear Lord, Jesus, come on. And that's amazing, isn't it? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Mom always said, as you get older, it goes faster. I didn't believe her. Now I believe her. She got me now. She got me now. Praise God. All right, jump up this morning. Sorry, you're not going to beat the Methodists there this morning, so you're going to have to wait in line. That's all right, though. The Spirit of God wants to go to work in your life more than He ever has before. If he's been working in your life up to this point, that's great. But there's another level that he can take in your heart and in your life. If you're not even familiar with the Spirit of God, just talk to him like you talk to any human being. You don't have to close your eyes and thus, must, thus, hearken this and that. No, you just talk to him. Praise God. Hey, Holy Ghost, I really need to learn how to understand the Bible and do these things. I want to thank you right now for doing that in my life. He said he would do it. He will do it. Just talk to him like you talk to anybody else. Praise God. You don't have to get religious. Your prayers don't have to be religious. Praise God, just walk in line with him. Tell somebody to be healed, praise God. Tell somebody to get up, be strong, glory to God. But as you walk in that anointing, he will lead and guide you. And coming out of your mouth will be a lot of things that the Holy Ghost speaks even before you thank them. I think that's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me was that the Holy Ghost would speak something here before I had to, I had to gauge it. You know what I mean? Sometimes you want to think things, but your mind wants to, well, if I say this, and if you do this, that one's going to be mad at you. So if you, so sometimes when you get in the flow, it comes out, and then you think, oh, my God, I don't know why I said that. But it's too late. <laughs> See, it already got out there. And that's when things powerful happen. That's where, that's where a lot of times prophecy is simply saying one word, and then all at once you take off, and you don't even know where you're going next, basically. You don't have it wrote down and rehearsed, although you can. You know, every time I say something, I don't want to contradict everything else. You can, but praise God, the Spirit of God on the inside of you wants to go to work in your life, in your marriage, in every single area of your life. But you have to rely more on Him than you. And that's hard to do, isn't it? That's hard to trust somebody you can't see when I can see me. And bless God, I know what's right. So the best thing you'd ever find out is sometimes you're wrong, actually. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just close your eyes this morning. Okay, Holy Ghost, that's what you wanted this morning. Didn't quite follow the program, but praise God, that's good. Told you to have your way, and you did, as usual. Glory to God. We just love you and thank you for being in our lives. We thank you that you would dare live in physical bodies and live with us, for goodness sakes. be honest with you, I wouldn't even did that, so good for you. Praise God, I thank you for the revelation on the inside of every single person here. I thank you that the anointing of them wells up. You said it would be like a river, but it would also be like a well. So there's a well on the inside of everyone, and I try to, that's morning, I, I ask that well to bubble up. Joy, peace, victory, power, excitement, glory of God, out of the inside. It's already in there. I thank you. Stir in their bellies today. Stir on the inside. Stir them up. Stir them up. Stir them up. Stir them up. 
Stir them up. Become more real to them. Let them know that you are a real person. Let them know how much you love each and every person here. We want you not only to have your way in our services, but have your way in our lives. Tell us where, tell us when. Go ahead and mess up our plans. Mess up what we think has to be done and don't have to be done. Let the love of God be shown to everybody around us, every place we go, every place we're at, that people see what love truly is. the key.